What's going on, folks? So Charlie Kirk put out a tweet that he was very disappointed with Israel's response to the church strike in Gaza. I want to talk about that and something that Candace Owens said. And also, I want to play this clip of the El Salvador president who says that he believes that America must be being destroyed from within because it makes no sense that American cities are unlivable. And he was able to take El Salvador the murder capital of the world, and turn it into 300 days without a single murder. So today's episode, guys, I think you're going to enjoy it. I got a few clips to play. God bless you, Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. What's going on, everybody? We got YouTube in the comment section. Let me make sure we got Facebook and then we're good to go. What's up, Serena? What's up, Mike? What's up, Abnormally? I don't know what your name is. Tracy, appreciate y'all for being here. So we do have a video for today, but before I get to Charlie Kirk's response to the church strike in Gaza, I did want to play this clip and talk about what's going on in El Salvador real quick. I've talked about it before, but this caught my attention on social media. Here is the president of El Salvador making his case for why he thinks America is being destroyed from within. I think it's a really good minute, 30 seconds. So take a look and here's a little reel I made over it. Here's the president of El Salvador who turned that country from the murder capital of the world to 300 homicide-free days. The demise of the U.S. has to come from within. Right? The enemies have to be inside, not, not really outside. No, no, no external enemy ca could can cause so much damage as internal, as an internal operation. And you're, you're watching internal operations here, you, you can see them in, the, in cities, cities that were pristinely beautiful 30 years ago, are wastelands right now. You would see people, I mean, I'm from El Salvador, a third world country in Central America, and myself, I can see cities here and say, I don't wanna, I wanna live here. So. That, that would be unthinkable three decades ago. Totally unthinkable. That a Salvadoran wouldn't want to live in a U.S. city, in a U.S. main city. I mean, Los Angeles, San New York, Francisco, Chicago. Yeah. Well, uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore. When you look how the cities are eroding so fast, this has to be by design. I mean, who, who, I mean, who would make so many stupid decisions? Like, okay, we're going to... We're gonna give you money for drugs. Really, they're doing that. In some cities, they're giving people drugs. I mean, they're literally giving people drugs in some US cities. Or they say, okay, we're gonna give you money if you don't work. Or we're gonna, you know, they make all of these laws that make no sense. I don't know if the end cut off. He said, they're making all these laws that make no sense. So one of the biggest stories in the last 10 years of a success that the media is trying to act like is not a success because obviously there's always multiple ways to look at a situation, I guess. But El Salvador was the murder capital of the world. They were talking about a murder, I think, every like 30 minutes or I, I don't even know what the murder rate was, but they had come to the conclusion that El Salvador had the highest murder per capita in the world for whatever reason. Um, that was in 2015. 2023, it's now safer than a lot of American cities, and they touted 300 days without a single murder. I don't think they were consecutive, but they had 300 total days, zero murders from not being able to go an hour without a murder. How did he do it? He started jailing criminals. He went on Tucker Carlson and explained how he did it. So now the media says, you know, they're 
they're incarcerating too many people. He locked up gang members, et cetera. And they're trying to spin it as if he's some sort of crazy tyrant. And I just found that clip interesting because he's like, the, the laws in America make no sense. It's unthinkable that someone from El Salvador wouldn't want to move to Philadelphia or New York or Los Angeles. Like 20 years ago, that's unthinkable. Of course they'd want to go, but now they don't. So I talked to my buddy who went to Japan recently and he was telling me how clean it was, how safe it was. You know, you, you can't like, there's no trash anywhere. There's like virtually no crime. How did it, how did they do it? Obviously it's a lot of Japanese people. It's a homogenous population. They respect each other. It's very looked down upon uh, in the group to like do anything. So they, they feel shameful. They don't want to trash anything. There's, there's a lot of things in the play. They don't have individuality. A lot of times they're very collective based, which can be good and bad in different ways. But in my opinion, even in America, it would be easy to fix a lot of these problems, but they're not trying to fix it. And I know that most cities are run by Democrats. That's one of the issues. They keep voting for people who are weaker on crime. But also, I think in America, and this is I don't want to spend too much time on it because I could talk about it at the end. I want to get into the Charlie Kirk story. But in America, we run circles around politicians and puppets. And I know that the left is worse when it comes to running a city. But Republicans, in my opinion, it takes two to tango. And instead of trying to figure out, like, what's the issue? How do we solve it? How do we realize that no one's solving it? In America, people don't think like that. They're like, I hate Donald Trump. So that's my whole life. I love Donald Trump and I'm going to live vicariously through him and not even pay attention. Like everybody, instead of looking at the, pro here's the problem. Let's build stuff. Let's create, let's run a functional society where crime doesn't exist. Let's look down on people who commit it and shame people into acting right. Where now, you know, we have some sort of like national pride as an American citizen. You don't commit crimes. You don't beat up grandmas, but we have a media that basically makes excuses for it. They, you know, you're you're better off siding with the person punching the grandma in the face than the grandma. In some of these cases, depending on the race, et cetera, it's like our media is destroying us from within. And then also, you know, I, I just don't think anybody's really trying to fix issues. I think in America, people are too brainwashed and enthralled by political stories. And I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, really the last couple of years, but kind of ramping it up now. It takes two to tango and everybody's running circles around the circus and everyone's running circles around politicians and puppets. And now you have Trump supporters fighting with DeSantis supporters like that's sheep behavior. You know, that's animal behavior. It's like, oh, I'm, I like Trump. I'm going to yell at DeSantis. I like DeSantis. I'm going to yell at Trump. I'm going to fight on Twitter. It's embarrassing. You know, you don't really have that type of stuff in other countries. And it's good that people care about politics and it's good that people want to get involved. But America is a disaster. I could point to a thousand reasons, but I think the main reason it doesn't get fixed is because people don't look at the problems. People look up to puppets and pawns and, you know, actors, and they get so involved in the fake drama that is politics that they don't, nothing ever gets fixed. You know, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'll talk about it at the end. I want to talk about this tweet from Charlie because there, obviously there's been a war going on. Thousands of people have been killed by Hamas in Israel. Thousands more have been killed by Israel in Palestine. Uh, you know, there's people making the argument for this and that, and it's a mess. And I'm mostly trying to stay out of it because I don't feel like arguing on social media about a foreign war with people I'm never going to see. That doesn't sound like a good time to me. And there's enough people putting out their opinions. 
Shapiro, others, you know, there's enough fights going on. I just don't see the, I don't see the logic and the productiveness of me arguing with people on Twitter. I don't think that's going to fix anything, but in general, um, you know, Charlie basically said he's disappointed with Israel, which is fascinating to me because the Republican party, you do not see this very much. I mean, Charlie, I'm shocked that he even made this statement because as a Republican, you're supposed to, you know, just pretend like no innocent people are being killed in Palestine for whatever reason, you know, and then on the left, I guess they do the opposite. You know, everybody, this is probably why America's a mess because everyone's so tangled and so biased and so crazy. But in general, Charlie kind of broke the unwritten rule that you never question Israel and you never, you know, you don't talk about things that they've done. And I'm just shocked that he did it. So I felt like it was a newsworthy story to just read his his take on it, because I, I really didn't expect this from Charlie Kirk. And I wonder what the repercussions are going to be, because, you know, you're not really supposed to do this in the Republican Party. You're supposed to just blame the other side and say that no innocent people are being killed and it doesn't matter and they could destroy churches. No problem. Um, Charlie, I guess, as a Christian and a Catholic, didn't like this. And I'm just shocked that he said it. So let's read it real quick. Charlie said this on Twitter. He said, until now, I've refrained from tweeting about the damage done to the 12th century Greek Orthodox Church of St. Periphius in Gaza. After last week's hospital fiasco, I wanted to wait for more facts to be established, but it now seems confirmed that Israel did actually bomb a building adjacent to the church, killing Christians who were sheltering there, including family of Justin Amash. Frankly, it's wrong that there was substantially more outrage when Gaza's own militants shot their own rocket at their own hospital parking lot than when Christians died sheltering in the oldest church in Gaza. Accidents happen in war. Not only that, but Hamas loves to use soft targets and staging grounds as human shields so they could scream about Israeli atrocities after the strikes, Charlie said. Now it gets interesting. Charlie said, nevertheless, I've been disappointed by Israel's response. What intelligence was Israel responding to? What target were they going after that justified putting a historic church in danger? Israel says the church blast is under investigation, but contrition and a full accounting uh, should be the top of Israel's priority list. Israel quickly apologized recently when it mistakenly targeted an Egyptian position. Christians around the world are Israel's number one ally, and if a Christian church was targeted, we need to know exactly why and how wow not gonna lie some brass balls on charlie kirk man to you know he's taking a stance and being like israel needs to tell us why they they bombed a church and i mean i'm shocked that he said that i'm, I'm just gonna be honest i i didn't know he had balls like that i thought you know i thought they had removed them basically and you know he was just running around without no i'm just kidding but uh Speaking of, I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but I found out Lindsey Graham is like 68 years old and he's unmarried. And I was like, Lindsey Graham's a warosexual. Lindsey Graham likes to make love to missiles and rockets. So it's like the guy's unmarried. He's never been married at 68. And he just likes to start wars all over the country and just like make love to weapons. It's a little weird. But anyway, I, that was off topic. I just thought of that. I call him a warosexual. He's gay for a war, Lindsey Graham. But anyway, um, you know, here's here's the thing with what Charlie said. Then I'm going to read what Candace said. War is a crazy situation. What Hamas did is insane. The response is pretty insane. I understand it's a difficult situation. It's life or death. People want a country that they took 
80 years ago, but they had it thousands of years ago. And these people want it and they think they're there and they think they have a, and they want a two state solution. And some people want a one state solution. And it's a dicey situation. I'm not acting like I have a solution. I'm not in the streets with an abortions for Palestine sign like a Black Lives Matter protester. Like I'm not you, you get what I'm saying? I'm not biased when it comes to this situation, but I didn't know there were Christians in the Republican Party that actually had balls. I don't know. I'm, I'm blown away. It's like. I can't believe Charlie said we Israel needs to tell us why they hit this church. Um, usually they just say, you know, Hamas is everywhere, so we'll just bomb everywhere because they're everywhere. And it doesn't matter if we kill innocent people because they're responsible. Like there's all sorts of excuses for killing innocent people. It's like, well, they voted for Hamas, even though it's probably not true. The last election was in 2006. You know, they they asked for this or, you know, they're everyone's being used as human shields. Right? It's like, is that true? I don't know. I've never been to Palestine. Probably not. I mean, there's probably a lot of Hamas. They probably do do a lot of the stuff they're saying. But I don't think every innocent person in Palestine deserves to die if they're sheltering in place. It's like where, you know, where do you want them to go? Well, we told them to leave. OK, if I tell everyone to leave. Hey, guys, everybody leave New York City. We're going to bomb it and steal it. So just leave. It's like some people don't want to leave. They're like, no, nah, it's my house. I don't want to leave it so you can steal it and bomb it. I'm going to stay here. So, you know, like this logic, I'm, I'm trying to listen to both sides and there's psychopaths on both sides and there's weird left-wing protesters that make no sense and they want to give Palestine abortions. And Charlie Kirk wants to make, you know, Palestine gayer. And he says Israel has big gay parades and that's awesome. Like it's a situation where like both sides kind of weird me out. Um, although I pray for the innocent victims on both sides. Um, I just can't believe that Charlie Kirk is like, hey, Israel needs to tell us why they bombed this church. Okay. I, are they going to tell Charlie Kirk? Does he have that type of leverage where they're going to like explain to him why they bombed a place near a church and killed innocent people and destroyed one of the oldest churches? Maybe they don't care about churches. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they feel like they have no need to tell Charlie Kirk why they did it. And, you know, I... Let me know what you guys think in the comments, but I'm I'm just shocked that he even said that. And uh, I didn't know he could say that. I didn't know. I didn't know you were allowed to question your greatest ally. I thought you just had to let them hit churches and kill people and say that's justified. Um, also, you know, what is it? I understand Charlie had a thoughtful statement, but for a Christian, it's like or anyone, it's like, what is do people only care about their religion? Like if a Muslim dies, if a Jew dies and a Christian dies, like. Can I be sad for everybody? Am I allowed to know that it sucks when innocent people die? Or do, do people only care on all sides if, if it's their religion that kind of gets hit? You know, like if if Israel bombed a mosque, would Charlie Kirk say anything? Probably not. You know, they could probably blow up an entire mosque and Charlie Kirk would be like, it's a mosque. But then if they bombed in a church, Charlie Kirk's like, wait, that was an old historic church that I like. It's like, I get it, but I don't know. I feel like it's a sad world that we live in when people seem to only care when their religion's targeted but if another one is they'll make it they'll make more excuses for it i don't know let me know what you think here's what candace said because she kind of chimed in i thought it was interesting she responded and said well said charlie i have been disgusted by the propagandists pretending a christian church was not bombed christians were killed no christians should stay silent that's a strong statement from candace then she responded to someone in the comments i'm gonna read it after I drink my coffee, let's see. She said respectfully, uh, cause someone said that basically 
she's joining the anti-Semitism and anti-Semites. Candace said, respectfully, if you think it's anti-Semitism to notice that innocent Christians were killed in an IDF bombing, then you need to log off the internet and have your brain examined respectfully. Um, pretty wild. Let me see what you guys think in the comments. I'll read some. I mean, on either side of the debate, I kind of want to get both sides of what you think. Let me see. Someone said, I care about humanity and freedom no matter who they are. I like that. Someone said, maybe they hate Christians. Well, here's here's what I want to say, because this might be controversial. When it comes to Christians, right, all Christians are not good. You know, I mean, hopefully they get right with God and what, but like every church is not a good church. Every Christian leader is not a good Christian leader. The Pope is weirds me out you know i know like catholics respect the pope but like as far as a, he's like a political leader and the pope is just kind of weird i don't know the things he says are weird he sounds kind of like klaus schwab a lot of times like i don't i don't trust the pope but that doesn't mean i hate catholics when it comes to islam there's a lot of beefing in the islamic world amongst themselves you know there's a uh, sunni and shiites they fight all the time and African countries, Christians and Muslims fight in Turkey. God knows what's going on. So there, you know, Ar Armenia, there's like, a, apparently uh, Christians are being like executed or I, it's, I, I've not, I've not been everywhere to really give you like the full understanding of what's going on all over the world, but I'm pretty well versed. But as far as every religion and every leader and every group, everyone's not good in any religion, but when it comes to Israel, you know, I like you're not allowed to question anybody. It's like if they bomb a church, it, it must have been Hamas. Like, is there a chance that maybe they, they don't care about churches? Because I think some Jewish leaders, they love churches and others. I, I don't think they really care about you. And I, I don't know. You know, it's like I don't I don't know that the relationship that people think they have is necessarily what they have. And when it comes to Zionism, I mean, you could say what you want, but it is a weird relationship in general. It's like Jewish Zionists are doing what they want with Israel and Christian Zionists are like basically using them thinking they're going to get their temple and Jesus is going to come back. So it's like it's this weird unholy alliance between the two where they have two different objectives, but they work together for the same goal. I mean, it's a little weird, you know, whether you like it or not, it's, it's a little weird. Um, and then when it comes to Palestine, it's like in Israel, you know, I see it from both sides. It's like, you know, some people in Israel want a two-state solution, but I would say, based on what I've read and researched, like from people like PragerU and Netanyahu and Shapiro, I think they want a one-state solution. I mean, a lot of them are pretty clear. If you go to PragerU's website, it says like Palestine doesn't even exist. If they don't think it exists, they clearly don't want a two-state solution. They're they're saying it doesn't exist. And then there's people in Palestine who says that Israel doesn't exist. They stole the land. They want it back. So. I get that tensions are high and it's easier to like say something on the internet than it is to go and create peace between Palestinians and uh, Jews in Israel. I'm not acting like it's an easy situation, but in general, I think, uh, you know, sticking to the, the topic, I think that it's pretty bold that Charlie Kirk said that because as a Republican, like it's an unwritten rule that you don't question Israel. Like if they bomb a church, you're just supposed to be cool with it. So the fact that Charlie has balls to be like, yo, can you guys tell us why you apologize to Egypt? You know, like you, you bombed Egypt and you apologize to Egypt. You you damaged one of the world's oldest churches and killed Justin Amosh's family. And 
I guess what Charlie's trying to say is like, I haven't seen an apology because they're probably not sorry for it. You know, I mean, if they were sorry, they'd probably issue an apology. If they did, if they issued an apology to Egypt, you know what I'm saying? When ISIS attacked Israel, they issued an apology apparently to Israel. You could look that up. Google ISIS apologizes to Israel. That happened apparently. I mean, it's in Newsweek apparently a couple years ago. So, you know, I think Charlie's maybe like coming to the conclusion that this alliance that he has, it's it's like a one-sided alliance where it's like he does everything that he's ever done. Like, you know, I feel like 80% of what Charlie does is basically pro-Israel. Like he's been the most pro, he sends people to Israel. TPUSA might as well be like an Israel. Like he's done everything in his career to help Israel. And in return, he gets called anti-Semitic. He asks one question and everybody turns on him. So I think like he's coming to the conclusion that it's like the old saying, you know, in the hood, it's like you could be loyal to the streets, but the streets ain't always loyal to you. Like eventually, you know, it's not always a two-sided operation. So with Charlie, he's been very, very loyal to Israel, but I think he's been under heat the last few weeks for just asking questions. Cause I mean, you know, Charlie's finding out the hard way. And I found this out in 2019, you could be nice. You could be loving, you could be respectful. And this is not everybody. I do not want to blame everybody. It's not everybody in a country. It's not every group. of people. I'm not saying that I'm just saying in general, it's like, I've always been nice, respectful, kind, thoughtful. I, I care about every life, regardless of what religion it is. But people started calling me names when I just started asking certain questions. Like the first time I asked a question, it was literally like, I didn't know anything. And I asked like a simple question and people just kept calling me anti-Semitic. I just wanted to know if it was a race or a religion. Cause I literally didn't know, like no one teaches you this. I'm not well-versed on it. I just asked and never, I got called anti-Semite 10 times. I was like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? So Charlie, it's like, he's done everything for Israel, but he got called anti-Semitic 50 times in the last couple of weeks. And now he's like, all right, well, you know, if you guys are going to bash me, even though I've helped this country my whole life, like now I'm going to ask a question, says Charlie, like, you know, you killed Christians, you killed people sheltering. And here's the issue that I have, because I know, I want to say, I know there's Palestinians who dehumanize Israelis and there's Israelis who dehumanize Palestinians, but I don't believe either side. I don't believe, I don't believe anybody who dehumanizes everybody if they're not talking honestly. But when it comes to the way a lot of Republican pro-Israel people talk about Gaza, it's clear to me they want to kill a lot of innocent people because they don't see anybody as innocent. You know, if I looked at one country and I said, all of Africa is not innocent, it's like, that means I'm, I'm, I'm lining up to, to do something because I, I, I see them all as like not human. I, I see Africa as human. I would never do that. But when I hear a lot of people that I follow talk about Israel, I mean, I'm talking about Palestine. They're like, oh, they're all Hamas. They're all Hamas. Okay. So Justin Amosh's family sheltering near a church, a bunch of Christians who like go to mass every Sunday, like you, they're all, they're all guilty. And Israel should just wipe them all off the face of the map, kill millions of kids. That's yeah. Even though the last election was in 2008. So like, it's clear to me what they're doing there just based off of how they're talking. Like they're, if they talk normally about it and we're like, yo, we got like, there's going to be innocent people who die at war, but that's what we have to do to defend ourselves. I would be like, no, that makes total sense. Yeah. Like I get it. Like war is tough and you know, everything's not easy, but if they showed a little compassion and humanity, I'd believe them. But the fact that they look and like, 
you know, Charlie's like, what, you know, why did you do that? Why didn't you apologize? Well, because they're probably not sorry, Charlie. They probably don't care about what you care about, but now you're figuring that out. But in general, you know, they're, they're, they're painting the picture that everyone in that area is guilty. Everyone in that area is a terrorist. Everyone in that area should get out, even though they have nowhere to go and they should run away and get their houses bombed and stolen. And a lot of people, not only can they not leave, but they don't want to leave because it's like, you know, would you want to leave if they're like, hey, everybody in your town, get out. We're going to bomb it. We're going to kill everybody. And then we're going to steal the stuff. Do you want to leave? It's like some people would leave because they don't want to die. Others would be like, no, I'm 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 not going to let you do that. So the situation is definitely complex, but I'm just I think that what Charlie's doing is going to happen more and more and more and more because it's just like, you know. In America, we are built off of not trusting the government. 1776 was created off of not trusting the government. Uh, conservatives don't trust the government. They did during George Bush. They made a mistake, and now they regret it. So, you know, asking a conservative, like, you, you're allowed to not trust your government, but you can't ask any questions to that government. That government, basically, you're not allowed to question, but you're allowed to question every other government in the world. And, not, like, that's not going to... Even people like Charlie Kirk are going to be like, all right, well, are you going to apologize for, you know, are you going to apologize for killing Justin Amos's family or, or bombing like one of the world's oldest churches? Let's see what happens. Let's see if they respect Charlie Kirk. I mean, he's a big figure in American politics. Do you think the government of Israel is going to listen to Charlie and be like, oh, yeah, we're sorry, Charlie? Or do you think they're just going to look at him and laugh and be like, shut up, Charlie Kirk? Like, no, we don't have we don't owe you anything. What do you guys think? I don't. Charlie definitely has more power than most people in the Republican Party. He's got a huge forehead and inside his forehead holds the keys to American society. You know, he's got a big organization called Turning Point USA. I don't I don't know that they're going to answer him. I don't think they care what he thinks, but maybe they will. Maybe they'll be like, I'm sorry, Charlie Kirk. We didn't we didn't mean to hit a church. Or maybe they'll just be like, Charlie Kirk. Yeah, we don't. OK, Charlie, go send more people to our country. Just stop talking. Who knows? Someone said, not sure, but I feel like they get more taxpayer money than the states. They get a lot of tax. I mean, here's the kind of scheme. I'm not against sending foreign aid to like, every like if you send a little money somewhere, like there's, there's in America, you should be allowed to believe in foreign aid and you should be allowed to disagree with foreign aid. In America, you should, as a Republican, you should be able to make the point and say, we should give Israel foreign aid. They're a democracy and they're the only democracy in the world or in the Middle East. And like, you should be allowed to want to give foreign aid to Israel and you should be allowed to not want to give foreign aid to Israel. But what people have noticed over the last 20 years, like Ron Paul, the second that you try to stop giving foreign aid to, to, to Israel, they call you an anti-Semite and Ben Shapiro says you're trying to hurt him and he freaks out on Twitter. He he used to say that uh, Ron Paul was gripping his pen like it was the neck of, of a Jew. That's what Ben Shapiro used to tweet out because like Ron Paul would be like, stop the wars and stop giving foreign aid to all countries. And, and Ben Shapiro's like, oh my gosh, you're hurting me. You're hurting me. Oh my gosh, you, you hate me. It's like, you know, it's like that's been a little for years. That's just what they do. Like if you want to cut foreign aid, they just call you anti-Semitic. That's like the big trick, you know? And it's like, you should be able to say we should get foreign aid. But as an American, you're going to get smeared if you think that we shouldn't give money to like every country in the world. And I'll say this. Someone said you really got it in for Charlie Kirk. 
calling him gay because he's single? You're not even listening, bro. Charlie Kirk is not single. He's married. Charlie Kirk is not gay. I said Lindsey Graham is gay for war. I didn't say Lindsey Graham is gay. I said he's gay with the military industrial complex. He likes to make love to missiles. Charlie Kirk is a married man. Charlie Kirk is not gay. Lindsey Graham is 68 years old and he's never been married and he constantly wants to bomb foreign countries. I said Lindsey Graham is a warosexual. He likes war. He's gay for war. He likes to fondle missiles and, and hump them before he sends them to kill innocent civilians overseas. So I did not say Charlie Kirk. I said Lindsey Graham. Isn't it? A, I mean, he's 68 and he's single. I'm fine with him being 68 and single. It's just like if you're 68 and single, like you have money, you have power, you have status. You can't find a woman that likes you, bro. You can't even like have a date. You got to just try to bomb Iran and like Syria all the time and try to fight Russia. It's like maybe if the guy had a family, he wouldn't be like, you know, trying to stick his dingling in a, in a you know, freaking Lockheed Martin missile. You know, maybe, maybe Lindsey Graham needs to drop out of Congress and look for a family because his family is now a bunch of warmongers and lobbyists and it's creepy. But I'm not out to get Charlie Kirk. I'm literally saying he has balls. Like, I'm shocked that he said what he said. But in general... This is what I have to say, because like even the good thing about my show is even people that disagree with me, there's always something to learn and there's always something to consider because I'm not sitting and saying like, I hate you and I disagree with you. I'm at the point now I understand the world can be a gray area and, I, and I'm not overly opinionated about anything to the point where I even care what you think. So I'm not like one of these people screaming at you. I don't really care if you disagree with me on everything I said. Cool. Just be normal. But in general, the reason that the pro-Israel side is losing the masses and it's losing public opinion in America. Not that it matters because they'll do what they want anyway as far as like American foreign policy. Like no one cares. DeSantis and Trump aren't any different, but people think they are. So it doesn't matter what you think because no one cares. They're going to do it anyway. But in general, the reason public opinion is being lost is because people don't believe the same George W. Bush script. And even people that disagree with me, there's something to learn with what I'm going to say. In 2001, when you say Afghanistan and Iraq and we got to go fight bin Laden and, you know, Saddam Hussein and, and like we need to build schools in, in, in the Middle East and Libya. And it's like people believe you because they like America. America was prosperous. The economy was good. It was still safe. Rudy Giuliani cleaned up, you know, New York City. We were on the up and up. It, it's a, it, like er, the schools were good. You know, American schools were top tier. People believe that we could go export our greatness to the rest of the world and also defend ourselves from an attack. But then after seven years, we ended up in 10 different countries. So now people know that we got lied to. But in general, it worked then because America was working. America doesn't work anymore. So no one believes it. Republicans, the, the amount of Republicans that believe George Bush was probably like 80 to 90 percent, if not more. The amount of Republicans that believe Ukraine and Israel right now is under 50 percent. And the reason is because we don't even like our schools in America. Left-wingers know our schools are trash now. Right-wingers think their schools are making their kids gay, and they're pr probably pretty much right. And it's just like in general, so is that what we're going to give to Afghanistan? We're going to go build a gay school for them and make the kids trans? Like, uh, you know, like that, that message doesn't slap as hard to a Republican as it does now. So people aren't buying it. Also, the whole democracy thing, 
nobody believes that for mo like it, it's like the the I'm just being honest. The pro-Israel crowd needs to figure out some better talking points because there's a there's a there's definitely an argument to be made for what you guys are trying to say. There's absolutely an argument to be made, but you're just not making good arguments anymore. Like, oh, it's the only democracy in the Middle East. They're jailing people in Israel for disagreeing with the government. They're throwing people in prison and they're justifying taking their property if they harm national morale. It's not a democracy anymore. And then you say, well, Palestinians deserve to die because they voted for uh, Hamas. It's like the election was in 2006. Half the country is like under a certain age. So they weren't even alive, let alone able to vote. And you said it's not a democracy. So is it a democracy where they all voted and deserve to die because they voted for Hamas? Or is it not a democracy where they don't have fair elections? And who believes that Palestine or anywhere has fair elections when American citizens don't even believe in their own elections? In 2016, Democrats said Trump cheated with Russia. In 2020, Republicans said Democrats cheated with mass mail-in ballots and, you know, other things. So it's like people don't even believe in democracy in America and elections in America, yet you're telling us to believe in elections overseas? You're saying the reason we're in Ukraine is because we're standing up for democracy when Zelensky banned political parties, consolidated the media like a communist, and canceled the election? Who, like, who's dumb enough to believe you? Maybe someone that's, like, brainwashed by, like, Prager you or something. Like, and I'm not knocking Dennis Prager. He makes some sense sometimes. I'm just saying, like, the amount of people that are buying this nonsense is so small. So all I'm saying is get, find some better talking points. Like, you know, make, there's, like, be like, hey, the, these are good people there and they deserve it because it's the holy land. And these people on the other side won't let them live. So they have to defend themselves. And a one-state solution works because with a two-state solution, they're never going to feel comfortable. Like, there's got to be some better arguments than just, like, saying democracy. Like, no, nobody believes that. Or, like, they deserve to die because they voted for Hamas. Like, that also doesn't make, like, it, it's just, like, the arguments can be debunked by anyone in, like, three and a half minutes. And one of those things where it's, like, oh, you know, everyone everyone there deserves to die because they're all hamas is hiding everyone all the time it, it, like and they, it's like maybe maybe i mean they're definitely probably using people as human shields they're definitely deceiving i'm not saying they're not but it's like so justin amosh's family are terrorists and they deserve to die and old churches deserve to be blown up it's like you know when you, america and israel i feel like they never commit war crimes because America and Israel, we like ourselves. So it's like if Obama bombs a bunch of kids or something, it's like it's not a war crime. But if someone else does it, it's a war crime. It's like if they, if you, if they, they bomb a church in our country, that's a terrorist attack. But if we bomb a church in their country, it's just a mistake or it's not a mistake. And we, they deserved it. Like, you know, it's like it, this type of like narrative is uh, is not being bought by most of the world now because it only worked in America because our media told Republicans that George Bush was like fighting some sort of righteous war against terrorists. But no, like the amount of people that believe that is so low now. And it's not because Americans are bad or conspiracy theorists. It's because they said we were going over there to fight bin Laden. And one of the first things we did was fight Saddam Hussein in Iraq. And then we went to Libya and Gaddafi and killed the leader of an African country and then left slavery in the midst. Like there's like a human slave trade because of a power vacuum. And then in Syria, America's funding rebel groups that are attacking churches, you know, and Christian boomers are so brainwashed by Republicans. They're like, we're fighting with terrorists. And they don't even realize that they're, you know, that the, the Uniparty's funding jihadi slash, I would say like Wahhabi groups where they're actually fighting 
the innocent Christians. And there's there were millions of Christians in in Syria. It was one of the most like secular or at least like a you know religious tolerant places in the Middle East that had the most Christians and hundreds of thousands of them had to flee because of the proxy war that America joined into. So it's like in pursuit of trying to throw out the president of Syria, which America tried to do, they created a, a massive, uh, you know, power vacuum and, a, and, and like a three-way proxy war, if not more, where we're working with rebel groups who are fighting the government of Syria who are protecting Christians. Like Christians were fine in Syria. I'm not saying it's a perfect country, but like, you know, after America got involved, all of a sudden ISIS is everywhere. And it's like, that's not good for anyone. It's not good for innocent Christian, Muslims, or Jews in Syria like that. So, but if you're watching Fox News, they're just like, oh, we're fighting the terrorists. Like people aren't buying this crap anymore. It's not, it's not like believable to anybody with, you know, challenging perspectives. Let me know what you guys think um, in the comment section for the sake of this video. I'm just trying, would I ever chat with Dave Smith about the status of the U.S.? Yeah, I love Dave Smith. We've we've messaged before, but, you know, we're both busy and uh, it's just never worked. But Dave, I would love to chat with Dave. Absolutely. We've mentioned it a few times and uh, it just hasn't happened, unfortunately. But yeah, Dave, Dave is a interesting guy. Libertarian, definitely very honest guy, in my opinion. Someone said, I never get notifications about live videos anymore. That's kind of how it works. Someone said, Bush's Bohemian Grove Club. Someone said, same with Russia, millions of Christians. I mean, I noticed a trend. Like, in the Christian world, which countries are even Christian? You know what I'm saying? And, and this ties into the first story I talked about, too. I don't want to be Saudi Arabia or United Arab Emirates. I want to be America. I love my country. I think we're the best. With that being said, we're getting lapped by some of these countries because they cut down crime. Their government decided that crime is bad, and half of our government decided that crime is good. And half of our government decided that if you talk about crime, you're bad, and the media defends crime, and they rile up people to, to support criminals. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we're being lapped by other countries because they're actually trying to fix the problem, like Bukele from El Salvador said. And our, our, our country's not trying. They're actually making the problem worse, and they're turning everybody against the people who want to stop crime. And then the Republican Party, the people, they think that, like, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley care about them. But in reality, they care more about a foreign country than they do us. And they're pretty much just there to take up space and say what you want to hear and never do anything. Like, this idea that you think Trump's going to fix cities in America— He's not going to fix cities either. I mean, Democrats need to wake up and try the other party real quick and see if they could do something. But in general, you know, as much as I can make fun of the left and how bad they are, the right, it, it, like the Americans, they don't look at problems. They look at politicians like the Republican Party at this point is basically like a bunch of people that just want Trump to fix all their problems, but they're not willing to look at when he didn't fix it. It's like, OK, let's look at like all these things that he didn't fix, like from 2016 to 2020. When he got in office and when he left office, was it better? It was worse in almost every category. Yes, because of the pandemic, but he played into the pandemic. And that's not good leadership. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to do 15 days to slow the spread. He said social distancing. He said extend it. He said Sweden should have locked down. He printed trillions of dollars. He became a vaccine salesman. He ran around the country saying he saved the world. Like The country was worse after 
because people just look at him and they don't pay attention to what's going on. That's why Americans fail. In Japan, they're not arguing over this stuff. They're like, let's all clean the streets. And yes, it's hard to do in America because there's so many people that are brainwashed, but it's like the same way the left is ruining America, so is the right because they're not, they're, they, they can't admit that their party doesn't work for them. It's like Comic-Con and cosplay for a bunch of people who just want to get drunk and watch football and pretend like Donald Trump is Tom Brady and he's not. It's like he's working for the other side mostly too, but people don't want to admit that. So America's got to just keep going in the dirt until people can wake up out of this slumber on both sides. But it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a soap opera that's just like constantly declining. And like Republicans are like, let's just make excuses for every way Trump failed because I want to believe in him because I'm too lazy to do my own. It's like, all right. Let's all play make believe for five years again until the country's in the t like, will you guys ever wake up or like, oh, Don Jr. is going to be president next. And then Baron Trump. It's like it's like uh, it's like anime for right wingers. Like, oh, I just want to make believe because life's so bad. I'll just lie to myself and tell myself that he's going to wipe my butt. But it's like, OK, oh, you're totally better than the left. You know, it's like I'm, I'm tired of the soap opera. But in general. I don't know what it's going to take for Americans to wake up because it's like we're getting lapped even for as bad as Canada is. When I flew to Canada, the first thing I noticed was their airport was the best airport I've ever seen. And every airport in America looks like a garbage can or a bathroom stall compared to them. Why? Why are why are our airports worse than Canada's airports? Why is our crime worse than the Middle East crime? Why is our crime now worse than certain places in El Salvador, which was the murder capital of the world? Why is Japan cleaner? Why, like, why is so much of the world figuring out solutions to problems that we're just not figuring out? The Democrats don't help. It's not, it's not, they're not innocent. I would say they're, they're the ones causing most of the problems, but Republicans are there to just lose. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not, and, and including all your heroes, they're, they're just like actors, you know, at this point, they've shown you who you were, who they are, and you don't want to believe it. So it's like, you know, the country is going to is going to decline until people snap out of it on both sides. But neither side wants to snap out of it because everyone's so stubborn in this country. I used to think the right was stubborn during George Bush because they were. And then the left got so stubborn during Donald Trump. And, that, you know, like once Trump came around, the left lost their mind. And then like now the right lost their mind and everyone just fights over stuff. And now you got the Republican Party, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I've said this since day one. I've stated my opinion about Trump and DeSantis, and a lot of DeSantis people liked it, and Trump people got mad at me. Then I've criticized DeSantis, and all the DeSantis people freak out at me because it's like it's like two little cults, and they just yell at each other. From day one, I've been saying this from day one. Whether I tell you I like that DeSantis does this, this, and this better, you know, I think Trump might be better at this. I've always said, even if you disagree with me, I don't care because I'm not dumb enough to fight over Trump and DeSantis for a year. That's like animal animal behavior. Like, look, you go to Twitter and you see the, the Trump people fighting with the DeSantis people. They're both hypocrites. They're both weirdos. They're both like fa professional fanboys. It's like Raiders versus Broncos. You know, I'm saying, oh, my, my pup is better than your puppet. Oh. It's like, I don't, I, you know, I have an opinion about which one I would vote for if the election were tomorrow, but I'm not saying this to be cool or edgy or sit on the fence. It doesn't matter that much. Like, the fact that Republicans will fight harder over Trump and DeSantis than they will for their own, the own quality of their water and ask what's in the, their tap water or, or what's the chemicals that they're putting in the, in, in the food. 
that's illegal in other countries, like, you know, other countries are looking for solutions to root level problems of things that they want to solve, like crime and food. And Americans are just running circles around characters. Both sides are. I'm not a, someone said, but you're a libertarian. I'm not a libertarian. Uh, I agree with libertarians on a lot of topics. I'll give you an example. Libertarians are right about taxes. Republicans are socialists. Trump is a socialist. He's a borderline communist. Trump tried to say that Sweden should have locked down their country and that America got it right. And Sweden, Sweden got it wrong because they used their constitution to keep their country open. Trump's a communist, in my opinion. He's more communist and socialist than he is capitalist. He printed more money than Obama. He gave everybody Trump checks. Trump's a socialist. So you can make fun of me and say, oh, you're a libertarian. The Republican Party is a socialist party pretending to be capitalists. And anybody dumb enough to believe that the Republican Party aren't a bunch of socialists and scammers? It is true. I can show you. I don't know if I have it here. It's on my shelf. I don't feel like reaching for it. In the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx wanted graduated income tax. There was no income tax. Income tax is socialist. 5% income tax. Socialist, 10%. America's got 37 income tax. When Karl Marx wrote the Communist Manifesto, he wanted a tiered income tax system because he knew that was the beginning of the end. Socialism is when the government just steals the money that you're earning and they justify stealing more and more and more no matter how much you make. If you told Karl Marx, hey, Karl Marx in America, I got 5%, 15%, 10%, and 20% income tax. That's the graduated income tax. Karl Marx would have been like, holy crap, we're going to get communism because we. this is like real, This that's crazy. If I could have told Karl Marx, Donald Trump will tax 37%, Obama will tax 40%, and Biden will tax 38%, he would have fell off his chair. He would have been like, what? That's, that's beyond, like, like the amount of tax we're paying right now, no matter who's the president, and it's not Trump's fault. I'm just saying it's America. Karl Marx would have fell off his chair at the thought of the United States of America not only having any income tax, but having this much income tax is socialist. So any like all these games that like Trump's playing, he's just like a, a clown. So you guys never figure it out. So you could make fun of libertarians, but you're a socialist. Your party are socialists. Uh, I don't want to believe that because I like them. I like the character so much. I want to believe in the character. Okay. And, you know, kids watch anime and adults watch anime and they look at like, you know, little squids jump out of the ocean and say, and then someone goes, Kamehameha. And then they throw, you know what I'm saying? And they watch cartoons and it's like, you're watching a cartoon, you know, you're an adult just pretending like Trump's an anime cartoon character fighting all your enemies when in reality, He's a socialist. Um, so someone said Trump is now a communist. If you pay attention to his actions and not his words, during the lockdown, he said that America got it right by locking down and Sweden, who used their constitution to not lock down. Sweden used their constitution and said, we shouldn't lock down because our constitution says we can't. And Trump tweeted Sweden is paying heavily for its decision to not lock down. America made the right choice. That's communists saying, we locked our country down like a bunch of animals and you kept your country open and allowed people to go to bars and clubs. That's communist propaganda. And I said that in April. I have the tweet to, to prove. I said what I'm saying right now, I said in April 2020. If American Republicans are too dumb to realize that their party's filled with a bunch of scammers and socialists, 
and they don't want to question it, they just want to fight the other side, you deserve to get conquered by bankers. You don't deserve freedom. You're acting like animals and you're going to get treated like animals, rightfully so. I'm not, I wouldn't do it to you. I'm not that type of person, but it's like, I'm not a victim. I don't look at people and say, oh, I'm a victim. Oh, you're hurting me. Oh, no, it, this is the world. It's a doggy dog world. If Republicans just want to get drunk and wear MAGA hats and pretend like they're fighting the socialists while they're while their presidents on Twitter saying that we made the right decision to lock down and Sweden should have locked down and nobody wants to call it out, then you're too dumb for freedom. You're 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 incentivizing this behavior. And that's the Republican Party. It's all controlled opposition. They serve a foreign country. If you point it out, they say it's hate speech. They try to pass laws against protests. Trump passed a law against protests in America. DeSantis passed a school bill that limits your speech and, and calls things hate speech. And if you point it out, the party turns at you and freaks out because they've never heard it because they're following a bunch of controlled op shills. And I'm at peace with it. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to get upset. I've understood this for five years. It's like, you know, it's like soccer to me now. I've played it my whole life. It's like, you know, it's like it's it's not, I'm comfortable, you know, I'm not, it's not, sh it, nothing shocking to me. Like I don't li like nothing Dan Bongino or Steve Bannon or any of these people say like nothing shocking to me. <laughs> like they try to freak you out. It's like everything they're saying, if it's true, I know it. And if it's not true, I know what they're doing. You know, I get their little like freak people out. Ah, it's like, it's, it's like a, it's like a dumb, it's, it's like scary movie 15 or something. It's like, I've already seen the first 14. It's, it's, it's over. Um, let me see. Someone said serving a foreign country is treason. I mean, if you serve the wrong foreign country, it is. If in America, I would say those days are gone. Like every foreign country is just taking advantage of America. America is like a weak country, you know, but there's certain foreign countries where it's actually the opposite. If you don't serve a foreign country, the Republican Party kicks you out. So you know, those days are gone. I don't know who you're following to think that, but like, not anymore. Um, and when it comes to like libertarians, I know libertarians are naive about certain things. And I, I do believe they're wrong about certain things. Uh, policing is one of them. I don't agree with them on that. With that being said, libertarians are also right about some things. And when Republicans are like, ha ha, libertarian, it's like, the fact that they like Republicans are a socialist party. Trump governed like a socialist. Like that's just a fact. You can't hand out checks to everybody and claim to be a capitalist. You can't print trillions of dollars and claim to be a capitalist. You can't give $18 billion to the pharmaceutical industry in a socialist scam and claim to be a capitalist. And all that money they got through the CARES Act and Operation Warp Speed, the Democrats shoved it down your throats. And then Trump's like, ooh, ooh. And people with MAGA hats are like, oh, they're attacking us. Oh, Trump's going to save. He's not saving you. He gave them the money to to do it to you. Where do you think they got all the money and power to do all the things they did to you during COVID? They got it from Trump's pen. He gave the Democrats the money to screw you over. And then they screw you over. And he's like, oh, MAGA's never going to be socialist nation. And people are like, oh, it's like pathetic. I'm over it. And I don't care who doesn't like it. It's like, go watch some low IQ screaming boomer psychopath who's going to convince you that tomorrow's the day of jihad like good luck you know it's like the republicans lob the ball the democrats dunk it in your face and then the republicans sit there and go Ooh, and then they get a bunch of their, and like people are like, Ooh, it's like dude they lobbed the ball that's covid trump lobbed the ball 
here, here's the money, here's the power, here's the executive order, here's the emergency, here's the pharmacy lobbyists, here's the trillions of dollars, here's the outlines of how to give everyone COVID tests, here's the Operation War Speed, here's the pharmaceutical socialism, here's the power, here's the PrEP Act, here's all of it. And then Democrats take it and then they like drop it in the net and then Republicans point and then Republicans are, ooh, let me go to the Capitol so I could get arrested for a vaccine salesman. Like, it's like, dude, stay away from these people. It's like the whole movement's like a giant Fed trap now. They're like, fall, get angry so the feds will arrest you. Get a Get angry at what? You're, you're not even angry for the right reasons. You're angry because people are deceiving you. Your own side is working for the other side. It's like the Lakers playing the Knicks and, and they score 80 points on your own basket. And then they're like, we lost the game because you scored on the wrong basket half the game. You know, it's like and once you realize this stuff, in a weird way, it's more peaceful because like when you're when you're tangled up and what they're telling you, like nothing makes sense. So you just keep getting more and more mad. You're like, why isn't the border being solved? Why isn't this being solved? Cause it's not just the Democrats. If it was just the Democrats, we would have ended the country in not a lockdown. Donald Trump would have said Sweden made the right decision for opening. And America used to be the free country in the world. You had Donald Trump, the president of the quote unquote freest country in the world pointing to Sweden who's a socialist country who used their constitution to keep the freedom for their citizens. And Trump points to a socialist country that kept their country open and said, you made the wrong decision. You should have locked down like America. That's communist. What he said otherwise. Okay. Then believe him. I don't, but you can, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of these influencers, it's like, do they not realize this? Are they paid to not realize this? Are they just, you know, opportunists who are just trying to get a seat at the table? I can't figure it out, but I don't really care. And I don't like to throw false accusations at people. So it's like, I I could tell who speaks the truth and who doesn't. I don't know what they want. Do they want money? Do they want fame? Are they, are they like, you know, just there to lie? Are, are they not smart? I'm not really sure. You know, you could make a decision, but I could tell who's who and who's willing to say what and who's not and who says, oh, yeah, lockdowns are good when, when Trump says it or they're just there to say what he said. Like, it's whatever. Someone said, I cannot stand you anymore. Well, thank you, Sandra. You spoke a good show for a bit, but you have fakes like Candace Owens and say you support Zionism, which is a racist and fascist ideology. That's what you took from this. You liked me until... Until I put a Candace Owens, until Candace Owens came on my show and I support Zionism too much. That's interesting. Zionist media calls me an anti-Semite and you say I, I like Zionism too much and they say I don't like it enough. So someone's wrong. I think both of you, but that's okay. You think I support Zionism too much? Can you tell that to the people that call me anti-Semitic 15 times a day? Because I, I would like them to know that. <laughs> it's like, what, what show are you watching? I don't like, yeah, that's what you got from it. I'm Ben Shapiro now. Uh, good luck. I mean, I'm not, you know. When people do labels too, where it's like, I try to stay out of like, you're this and you're that, where it's like, you're, are you, are you pro-Trump? Are you anti-Trump? This is like a false paradigm where it's like if you talk to a liberal and they're like, are you pro Trump? And you're like, 
well, I voted for him in 2020, but I actually don't even like him now. And they're like, oh, you're pro-Trump. You're pro-Trump. Are you anti-Trump? Oh, Anomaly, you're anti-Trump. Oh, you're pro-Trump and anti-Trump. A liberal watches my show and they go, oh, Anomaly's pro-Trump. He's a fascist. And, the, and then the, the, the right wing listens to my show. Oh, he's anti-Trump. He has Trump derangement syndrome. It's like you're living your life in, in words that you just made up. Like when it comes to Zionism, you're saying I'm too pro-Zionism. Others would say I'm not pro-Zionist enough. I'm just speaking truth and I'm analyzing. I'm not here to tell an Israeli that they can't have the land. And I'm not here to tell a Palestinian that they all deserve to die because Hamas lives there. I'm just calling it like I see it. You know what I'm saying? As far as my country and my laws and the relationship of that country, when it comes to Ukraine and Russia, I'm not a fence sitter. It's just... I get it. If you're Ukrainian and you want that land and you don't want Putin to take over Crimea, go at it. That's your call. I don't know. I wasn't born in Ukraine. This is not a fence-sitting position. It's just like, I'm not Ukrainian. Who am I to tell these people what land they are or not? I don't know. I've never been there. I don't, to be honest, I don't really care that much. It's not like, you know, there's there's people fighting in Africa over bits of land now. And I, I don't know, you know, and, and to be honest, I got other things to weigh in on. And when it comes to Russia, I don't hate them because of what they're doing. Like, that's, that's that's what they're doing. So when it comes to Israel and Palestine, I get it. But as an American citizen, as a Republican, everyone doesn't have to, like, question their government, but get called an anti-Semite if they don't, if they, if they question Israel's government and then get called as a pro-Zionist if they, if, if they don't, like, just sit there and say everything's fascist and racist. It's like, I, okay, sure. You could say that. I'm not, I'm not calling you names, but I've, I think I've criticized what's going on there enough. No, have I not? You can find 15 articles of people calling me anti-Semitic. You think I haven't done enough to question Zionism? They literally like Zionist media hates me more than anybody. Uh, that's, is that, what do you want me to have a thousand articles written about me? I'm sure by the time I'm done with my career, it'll be that way. Just, just stay patient, you know? And then I'm a conspiracy theorist and a anti-science person because I didn't want to inject synthetic mRNA into my arm when Dr. Fauci told me. I guess I just hate science now too, don't I? Um, I just don't like words like, oh, you're anti this and you're anti that. These words can be abused. I like to be direct. Saying someone's anti-America or pro-America like, Okay, but like if I if I protest George W. Bush, am I anti-America because he's fighting a war for America? Are you pro-America because you wear a MAGA hat and think Donald Trump's a capitalist? Like, I don't use words like that because they're false binary words where it's like, oh, you could, you know, like when I talk about Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib, do you notice I just go at their arguments and I could say, hey, I, here, let me break down every argument that Rashida Tlaib says or Ilhan Omar says. And I'll tell you what I agree and I disagree with. And without using a word, I can prove to you that they don't like America. But if you just say, oh, they hate America, they, they're anti-Semitic, they're, they're, they're anti this, they're anti, like you're not proving it wrong. You're just using a word. It's like me saying you're a racist. I'm a good person. You're a racist. Game over. I, Anomaly, am a lover of all races and you, disagreeer of me, are racist the end, I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to have a cohesive argument. I win because I called you a name. You're anti something, you know, you're anti this, you're anti that, you're anti Trump, you're pro Trump, you're anti Semitic, you're, 
you're anti-America, and I don't have to explain myself because you just hate me. You hate everybody. You're a hate person. I, I hate, 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 hate. I win. Do you get what I'm saying? It's it's the least intellectual way to win an argument, but everyone does it. And honestly, people do it when they get emotional or they don't have a good argument. Like I saw Ben Shapiro respond to someone on today. He's like, he's vile. He's disgusting. And I like listen to what he said. And basically, I'm not going to like paraphrase the whole thing because I'm not going to lie. I didn't listen to the whole thing. But he was just like, he was making the argument where he was like, it's unbelievable what happened to like what they did in Israel. It's terrible and it's horrible. But it's also horrible what's happening on the other side. And Ben Shapiro's like, it's vile, it's disgusting, it's anti-Semitic. It's like anybody that says that like innocent Palestinians shouldn't die is like too much for Ben Shapiro. He's like, bam, bam, bam. You know, like he's a psychopath. You know, it's like you're not – he he looks at that side and probably doesn't care what happens. He wouldn't care if they all got wiped out, you know? So if you're like, hey, there's like an innocent baby there that like it didn't mean to be there. It's like Ben's like, oh, you're violent. You're disgusting. Oh, my gosh. It's like he like freaks out and like he can't even like speak properly. He just has like a panic attack where he's like any anybody that like sees it as a gray area is a problem. Uh, you know, it's like, OK, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to like pray for people on both sides. No, that's not allowed. Or, or you know, or like if you're a Christian, are you only allowed to? care if a church gets attacked like can i am i allowed to care if a mosque gets attacked or do i get called a terrorist because just like in a church attack not everyone near the church is in on it same with a mosque you know not, not every muslim's in on it too no are we allowed to say are, are christians allowed to say that or like you know this is getting really weird out here and uh i don't know i'm not gonna play along just because someone tries to make me play along Someone said, I'm getting tired of anomalice. Are you are you suggesting I have lice in my hair because I have long hair? That's actually kind of funny, Mark. Mark Spinelli says, I'm getting tired of this anomalice. That's that's a, I'm not gonna lie. That's a that's a top-tier nickname. As far as people who get mad at me, put your ego in the trash, B. Put your ego in the trash, B. I'm Mark Spinelli. I got the confetti, I got the peanut butter, and I got the jelly. All right, calm down, Mark. You know. It always cracks me up where it's like, I'm getting tired of anomalies. He's his ego's in the trash. I mean, you got to have a huge ego to see things the way he sees it. But I'm going to watch for three hours because I hate it. I hate anomalies. Oh, my gosh. I got attention. Oh, my gosh. Somebody cares about me. Finally. Oh, my God. Whatever. Joe Zarelli said your Bob Ross song is fire. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Um, here, I got to scratch the lice out of my hair. Hold on a second. They're driving me crazy. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, let me see. Can everyone just not vote for a government to rule over us? Yeah, but not voting is not going to do anything either. It's not like not voting is going to change it. People always get mad when I say that too. They're like, I'm not voting. It's like, okay. Doesn't matter. It's, it's Someone said there's a clip of Ron Paul explaining how Israel helped Hamas get there there is a clip of that absolutely um i'm gonna stay for a few more minutes and then i gotta roll i gotta go to a meeting in a second let me see let me just make sure it's a hard knock lice for us i see that one putin is liberating ukraine said charlie i don't know what's going on over there that sounds that sounds like russian propaganda you should uh you, you should go on an apology tour and be put in a re-education re camp so you can come out and understand the mRNA shots are good and you should never question Russia and Ukraine. Just kidding. 
Someone said Anomaly is one of the few truly honest, unbiased dudes out here. Straight facts. It's wild too, because like when I look at what people are doing, and I'm like, you know, there's always going to be some value for me because people are insane. Like I watched one person literally just like the 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 the, the, the things people are saying in the last couple of weeks. Like there's there's some like it's all so weird. Like in America, Republicans are mad that the LGBTQ plus is like taking over society. But then they'll be like, well, Israel has gay parades and Palestine doesn't like gay people. So we got to go to Palestine and make them gayer. And I'm like, what? Okay, that's a weird talking point, but I get it. Like Israel has huge pride parades. So that's why we love Israel. And then you look at like the Palestine supporters and there, I saw one that said reproductive rights for Palestine. You want, that's what Palestine needs right now. More abortions. Like, dude, people are insane. Like I, don't get it twisted just because people are in the streets protesting. Like, I don't, I don't know why they think, why they think. And maybe I have certain, I, I like cross over with certain ones of their beliefs, but like, I'm just not, you can't like put me in a box. Like I'm not, I'm not begging like Palestine to get more abortions. Like the left, like literally if you, if you went to a Palestine protest and like, even if you agreed with some things they were saying, like at the end of the day, they'd be like, you know what Palestine needs? And we're like, what food? And they're like, no Planned Parenthood, more of them. And you're like, wait, you want to save Palestinian people by killing them? Like what, you know? And then the right is just like, do you, you realize that Palestine's not gay enough? And I'm like, what? Or like Ted Cruz is tweeting. is like, can you believe Uganda is criminalizing homosexuality? It's like, do you want to invade Africa? I don't like, what are you suggesting, Ted Cruz? You go to Austin, Texas, it looks like hell. Like, I feel like I'm in a demon world. That's your state, Ted Cruz. Your state, do you want Uganda to turn into Austin, Texas? Because I don't like, is I, I don't understand what you're like, what, what, what do you want? You want them to have bigger pride parades? Like, you know, no, I, I want them. I want them to 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 have a middle ground. I don't want them to criminalize it, but I want I want I want the slippery slope not to happen. Fair. Where's that happening in America? Can can you do it in America, Ted Cruz? Are you are you able are you able to not have a slippery slope in Texas, Ted Cruz, but at the same time have reasonable situations? No, you're not able to Then who the hell cares what you think? If you can't even do it in your own state, maybe you should shut the hell up. When it comes to like another country, you know what I'm saying? Like the the audacity of Republicans, like they 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 can't even fix their own states. They're losing everything, yet they want to go to Africa and just make them gayer. Like it's insane, dude. They're they're like controlled opposition imbeciles. It's like if you if you can make and and that's the point I'm trying to make with the whole Ukraine and Israel stuff. They're using many people are using the same script as George Bush. The George Bush script works. When people believe in Irish schools, you could say we got to go give them schools when our schools are good. When our schools suck, we don't want to export our schools. People don't half the Republican Party doesn't even want to send their kids to school, let alone give another country our school. Afghanistan needs a pride flag in their school. Like, what are you trying to do? And then in America, like when America's prof prosperous, people, you know, care a little more. 
But like when Americans are suffering on every level, they're like, what about us? And they're like, oh, you anti-Semite? What about us? Oh, you're pro-Putin? What about us? Oh, you're a sexist? What about us? Oh, you're a racist? What about us? Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist? Oh, what about us? You're an anti-vaxxer. Oh, what about us? Oh, you're anti-science. Oh, what about us? Oh, you're xenophobic. Oh, what about us? Oh, you just hate the gay. Like, you know, it's like you get, as an American, you get called like a thousand names if you just like, you're like, what? You know, like the border's not secure. It's like, yeah, but Nikki Haley, like, dude, I'm telling you, and I'm not saying this in a mean way. I'm just saying Nikki Haley is underqualified for American politics. She should be a barista in Tel Aviv. You know, that's a great position for her. She's out here talking about foreign policy and hate speech laws when she should really be pouring Americanos in Tel Aviv to the very thirsty people there, you know, who deserve their caffeine just like everybody else like why she, why she has a twitter account and isn't just making coffee for israelis i don't i'll never understand and i mean that in no disrespect to anybody like you know that's not disrespectful like i'm just being it's the same way lindsey graham like he should drop out of Congress and try to figure out why he's 68 years old and he's never been married. And I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. It's just like, I think he wants to have sex with bombs. You know, like I think because he's so deprived in his own life when it comes to like women that he wants to like sexually assault like, you know, Raytheon. Like psychologically, like he needs like, he needs like betterhelp.com or something. And that's not an ad. I just thought of it because I hear it all the time. I wish they sponsored me. But anyway, you get what I'm saying? It's like th there's a real weird problem going on when a 68-year-old man has never been married, but yet he wants to sexually assault missiles and bomb innocent civilians in foreign countries and start wars. Like maybe that's like, like they say, like Napoleon complex. They say like he was really small and he just wanted to like fight everybody because he's just like, I'm, uh, you'll you'll believe in me one day. Maybe, I don't know if that story is even true. Maybe Napoleon was eight feet tall and, you know, he was just slanging, slanging D or something. I don't know. But with Lindsey Graham, it's like he shouldn't be on stage at a Trump rally. He should be in like a psych psychiatric ward talking about how he's, he's homosexually attracted to missiles instead of women because, you know, and this is not hate speech. I'm trying to help the guy. It's like, if he was normal and just like never wanted to marry, never like never had a, you know, like whatever. But like if his deprivation in that category makes him want to make love to rockets and weapons, then, you know, I'm sure he's probably tried to sexually assault like a, a rifle before, you know, like after a long day of war hawking, he's probably gone home and just started rubbing like, you know, just trying to like see if see if he felt anything from it. And, and that's not good. Like we need to, he needs to drop out of Congress and Nikki Haley needs to be serving grande cappuccinos in a Starbucks in Tel Aviv. Like she would do great at that, you know, like, Hey, you know, how can I help you? Um, can I get a grande large Americano? And that's when Nikki Haley would come in and say, do you mean grande? Do you mean venti? I'm like, I don't, is that what it's called? Yeah, vent, uh, venti? Uh, yeah. I take my job very seriously. Okay. Anti-Starbucks is anti It's like, okay, okay. Sorry. Just just make sure it's hot. I don't like when it's cold. Um, anyway. Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate it.
some red flags out there, folks. Some red flags. All right, I'm going to read a few more. Let me know what you guys think. So the stories of the day, if, if people just came in, Lord help you. But uh, no, in general, the president of El Salvador, I think the clip is older, but it's, it's starting to make its rounds, rightfully so. He says, America's got to be destroyed from within. There's, there's laws that pay you not to work. Like even like the welfare system, like it makes sense of what they were trying to do. But like if you pay someone to work, then they work. If you pay someone to not work, they won't work. Yes, you could help people, but like you got to not be naive with it. And then it's like you're giving people drugs instead of taking them off. The, like it, it, there's. It's like they're purposely trying to destroy America or they're just really, really stupid. You know, you can watch that clip. And then with Charlie, you know, I can't believe it, but he was like, I'm really disappointed in Israel. They need to tell me why they attacked the church. It's like, whoa, Charlie Kirk's demanding a response. Do you think Israel's going to respond to Charlie Kirk? Or do you think they're going to look at him and be like, we don't owe you an explanation, Charlie Kirk. You owe us some trips to Israel. You know, or like, I don't know. Like Charlie's like, I've done so much for you. I've always supported you. I've sent people to your country. And they're like, okay, but, you know, we bombed someone near a church and killed Christians. Get over it, Charlie. I don't know. You think they're going to apologize and say something to him? Or you think they're just going to, like, ignore him? I don't know. Someone said, are Jews loved more than they are hated? It's a philosophical question. Are white people love more than they're hated? Are Christians love more than they're hated? Are Muslims love more than they're hated? I don't know. You could you could try to make your own internal polling. I don't. I would say, is America more loved than it's hated? I'm not sure. I don't have a read on uh, how the world feels. Do, do, do people like us anymore? Or do they hate us? It's an interesting question, though. Like, you mean, like, out of the 8 billion people in the world who looks at certain races and religions and says, yeah, I like those people on average, and who says, nah, I don't on average? Hmm. Someone said, Charlie thinks Israel wants Christian tourists. I mean, I think they do, but I think they want to show Christians, like, you know, I, and I'm not saying this to be rude. There's a Bobby Lee clip, maybe I'll play it sometime, where he says that he got invited on a free trip to Israel, but then it was with the government and they like made him tweet how great it was. And he said he felt uncomfortable and he wished he didn't go. Because like I feel like that's how a lot of the trips go. It's like you go there, but then you have to like compliment. You know, it's like you're being like, like you're not just going, you're going and they're like, okay, tweet out, you know, to tag us and tweet that you love Israel. And you're like, do I have to? And they're like, ah. you know, I feel like that's kind of what it is. So Christians are welcome, but I think, you know, there's a lot of free, free, free trips that are given out, you know, like Prager, you sends people to Israel all the time. Charlie Kirk sends people to Israel all the time, but you're going basically like under the, like, you know, tweet out good things about us say 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 nice things like and it's like you know trying to get and, and to be fair they're not the only ones doing it i think the arabs do that like uh, saudi arabia they're giving like they give out money they they sign soccer players and sign contracts to say like every time you compliment saudi arabia or something you will give you fifty thousand dollars like rich countries that need people to like them that they have they're like yo say say nice stuff about me you know 
if you ever see me in Israel or Saudi Arabia wearing some sort of Middle Eastern garb and I'm tagging the government, just know they paid me. You know what I'm saying? Hey guys, I'm in Tel Aviv with the Knesset. <laughs> I got a free trip, you know. And then if I'm in Saudi Arabia and I'm dressed like, uh, you know, Prince, one of the princes out there, I got the head thing on and I'm like, hey guys, the desert's awesome. I mean, you should come out here sometime for vacation. It's probably either paid or a free trip. You know, that's kind of like, what foreign countries do. I wonder if China does that too. Dude, if you see me in China with LeBron James and Nike on my head and I'm with Xi Jinping, I'm like, Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, number one, Xi Jinping. Everyone's like, yeah, Xi Jinping. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's not for free, guys. I'm not, I'm not doing that for the out of the goodness of my heart. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. If that ever comes up, just know I got a pretty penny. You know what I'm saying? But the thing with here's here's what I'll say. The thing with liking other countries, me personally, if I ever went to Israel, I would respect the Israeli government. I would respect them because I, why would I go to a country and not respect them? If I ever went to Saudi Arabia, I would respect the government there. If I don't respect the government of Saudi Arabia, why would I go there? You know what I'm saying? And if I go to China and I want access to a billion people, I'll support their president. But here's the difference, in my opinion, between a sellout and a not sellout. If LeBron James made that China money, if LeBron James made that Nike money, if LeBron James is out there going, Xi Jinping, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't call him a sellout if when he got to America, he said, listen, America's one of the greatest, if not the greatest country in the world, because we're allowed to criticize our government. I'm allowed to criticize Donald Trump. I'm allowed to criticize racism. I'm allowed to, to question America. And that's why America's great. But you still showed love to Xi Jinping? I would respect that. I'd be like, that's fair. Get that China money, you know, get the billions of people. I want billions of Chinese people to know who I am, not because I need attention, but like, I don't hate China. They didn't ask for Xi Jinping. They can't even protest. He's like a dictator. But, you know, so if I went over to China, I'd respect Xi Jinping too, but I wouldn't come back to America and just shit on America all the time and be like, oh, and it's like, I would tell you, I'm grateful for my opinion. I'm grateful that I could question Donald Trump. I'm grateful that I could question Ron DeSantis. I'm great. I'm proud to be an American, but I also want that China money. I would respect that. But LeBron acts like America's the worst place in the world. Oh, these, you know, white people. Oh, it's like, why, why do you live in such a white neighborhood though, bro? You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you like white people or not, or I'm not even accusing you of hating everybody. You have criticisms, whatever. But like, you know, if I said Philadelphia is a shithole and then I lived in Philadelphia for like 30 years, even though I was rich, it's like, how much of a shithole could it be if you live there? You know, and you're choosing to live there. You're LeBron James. You could live everywhere. Are you living in black neighborhoods? Why not? You know, do you hate your people? Like, I'm just saying, keep it real. If You know, just keep it real. Go to China, make your money, come back to America, say you love America, you know, say you appreciate your country and you're glad that you're allowed to criticize stuff here. That's cool. But if you're, if you won't criticize China because they won't let you, but you come back to America and you never have like anything like respectful to say about our country in, in a way that makes sense or gratefulness at all, like no gratefulness. As much as I criticize America, Trump or Biden, I'm grateful to be in America. We have a great economy. It's the land of opportunity. Someone like LeBron James can come from nothing and become a billionaire. America's a great country. It, he can't even say that. He's all sad and stuff. Like he's like, you know, that's all I'm saying. But I'm gonna be honest. If I went to Saudi Arabia or China, I'm not a protester. I'm not going. I'm, you know, I'm Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. All right, yo, let, yo, bring me to Shanghai. I'm trying to make this Chinese money. What, what's good? 
No, I'm just kidding. But like, seriously, though, it's like you can't have access to a billion Chinese people unless you do that. So I don't you know, I don't think it's immoral to want access to those people. It's just immoral if you don't if you don't like have any love and respect for your own country, you know, and and have the gratefulness. Like, when have you ever heard LeBron James say the First Amendment's amazing? And like, I'm so glad America has a constitution. And I'm like, he doesn't say that. You know, he's just like, it's like, all right, dude, whatever. But let me see. I'm going to read a few. Someone said, I went to Philly once. I'll never go back. It was a total hit shithole, and that was in the early 90s. Dude, the first time I went to Philly, it was for a drum and bass show before drum and bass was, like, really popular. Like, EDM wasn't even that popular yet. I'm a hipster. I'm, I got to act like I'm cooler. <laughs> before EDM was popular, I was going to EDM shows. Yeah, I'm so cool. Whatever. Uh, I went to <laughs> Philly with my friend, and we came back out of the drum and bass show. I was, like, 18 or something. I don't even know how old I was, 19. And our car had broken windows. And I was like, dang, Philly sucks. That was my first experience with Philly. That was in like 2008, 2009. I went there, came out. Literally, our windows were smashed. And they stole our, uh, I don't know. I think at the time, it was like a GPS. So I was like, dang, that that kind of sucks. Um, and that was when Philly was nicer. I can't imagine what Philly's like now. I know there's some nice areas of it, but... Philly probably really sucks now. I'm not trying to be a dick to Philly people, but if it was that bad in 2008, I can't imagine it got better since then. The cheesesteaks? Yeah, I do love cheesesteaks. Um, drum and bass is early 90s. Okay, you got to out hipster me. We get it. You liked it before me, whatever. You know, I actually went in a time machine and I liked drum and bass in the 1930s, but no big deal, you know? I actually went back to 1776 and me and George Washington listened to drum and bass. No big deal. I mean, you probably haven't done that, but that's cool. You're, you're pretty cool too. Just not as cool as me. Have you ever, uh, have you ever listened to Diplo with uh, Ben Franklin in a time machine? No. Trust the plan, man. Sorry, dude. But no, that's cool that you listened to it like 20 years ago. That's like moderately cool. But, you know, me and Ben Franklin, we were, dude, you should have been there. No cell phones, just wildin'. No one, nobody was going to record. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, someone said EDM is a disgrace. Bunch of gay dudes walking around in woman underwear. <laughs> is that what? <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, yo, this is the funniest hater comment ever. Holy crap. I gotta find it. Yo, this guy, this guy's name is me. Um, is that's like literally his name me me it says he said edm is a disgrace bunch of gay dudes walking around with women's underwear with children's needs <laughs> bro you're a top tier hater dude i should bring you on my show and just have you hate on like everything i'm like what do you think of like hamburgers you're like hamburgers disgusting cattle filth you know what i'm saying degenerate white man food you're like whoa <laughs> this guy this guy's a top tier hater <laughs> yeah I, I, it's that was good, dude. That's funny. Um, yeah, I saw a clip of Sarah Silverman the other day, and it was like, and Bill Maher, and it was like, this is what TV was like in 2000s. I'm not going to say the word because you can't say it anymore on Facebook or YouTube without being deported. But, uh, you know, she said the Chinese slur for Chinese people, and she just kept saying it in front of Bill Maher in front of this Chinese guy. And he's like, that's really disrespectful. 
you know, you wouldn't say the N word. And she, and then she drops the N word. She's like, no, I said that on the other show. And I was like, yeah. dude, that's like a lost land of America where she's just dropping Chinese slurs. And this Chinese guy's like super pissed off. He's like, you wouldn't say that about the N word. And she's like, oh, I have. And then she just drops the hard N word and Bill Maher sitting there and dude, David Spade sitting there looking real uncomfortable. I was like, Take me back to those times. Like, I, and then I want to see him like start dropping slurs too. Like, him just get really pissed. And, and, and then at the end, we can all be like, you know what? At the end of the day, we all, and then we all hug it out. We got a Jew, we got a Chinese person, we got a Caucasian, you know what I'm saying? We throw a black person in there, get Al Sharpton in there, you know, to do a hug. It'd be a good time. I think that's how we get world peace. We all just, we just all need to vent to each other and then we need to hug it out on Bill Maher or something, you know? But if you could find that clip, it's it's like stuff like that's funny to me. I don't know. I'm, I like comedy. So the whole like cancel culture thing, it's not it's not cohesive with my comedic taste. Like I, I like I like a good belly laugh. Um, let me see. He should have called her the well. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, dude, he looked furious. Like it was like, he was like, what is this lady just saying that there? But I think it, people were less sensitive back then or you know, speech was more free. I don't know. It's like the speech policing has increased over like from 20. It's probably like that, you know, where it's like, it's gone up so much. I mean, you could find, I'm not even gonna say, but like you, you know, people used to wear crazy Halloween costumes, dress in blackface. Like here's the thing about blackface. How much trouble am I trying to get in? How much time do I got? Hold on. Here's the thing about blackface though. Uh, wait, hold on. Let me. Okay. I, I, I'm just seeing what my meeting is like. I'm not saying you should wear blackface because you probably shouldn't. It's probably not a good idea in this society. But like if you're a black dude and you're trying to be like John Stockton or something or a white Jesus, like how are you really going to do it without painting your face? You know what I'm saying? It's like if you're trying to be like a green zombie, but you're not green, it's just like kind of takes away from it. So like is blackface disrespectful? Yes, probably. Uh, it Does it have bad historical connotations? Absolutely. But how are you like, you can't be Carl Malone as a white guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I remember like Jimmy Kimmel dressed up as Carl Malone. Like you got to pick a different costume because there's no way you could be a black person when you're white. If you're not going to like with Michael Jack, I guess you could be Michael Jackson, but you get what I'm saying. I don't know. Like when Dave Chappelle used to wear a white face, it was really funny to me. Like he used to like paint his face white and just act really white. It's classic stuff. You know, I wouldn't want to take that away from him and be like, oh, it reminds me of when people made fun, it's like, I don't know though. How else are you going to be a white guy? I don't like, how else can you really do it? it? I guess you just don't do it. That's what you do in this day and age. You just don't do it. You know, you're just like, nah, I, you know, I'm going to be this person. I remember I was an Indian or a native American for Halloween one year. This was like 10 years ago. And someone was like, that's racially insensitive. And like, that was before cancel culture. And I was like, what do you mean? Now I understand. But at the same time, at the time I was like, what, wait, it's just, it's hot. Oh, like no one is who they are. I don't know. Like you're not a zombie. You're dressed up as the devil. You're not really the devil. You know what I'm saying? Like your friend's ugly. I don't tell her, you know, like, let's not, let's not point finger. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's not point fingers here. Cause like, you know, it's like nobody here is what they are. This guy's a CBS or C and this guy has a dinosaur costume on. Like, I thought that was the whole point of the holidays. Everyone just pretends to be something else for a day and gets drunk. No, that's not what we're doing. All right. I, like, what should I dress up as? Am I only allowed to be white characters? That seems a little more racist in my opinion. It's like you can only be people of your race. Well, then it's not Halloween. 
you're not supposed to just pick people of your ethnicity and just dress up as them. Then it's just like white people being other white people day. You know, that's not, that's no fun. It's like that. Actually, that would be a funny holiday. White people dressing as other white people holiday where like everyone just pretends to be another white person because they're afraid to get called a name and like be culturally inappropriate. So they just kind of like, you know, swap. Someone said Dave Chappelle's white face is hilarious. Dude, Dave, Dave did out of all the white face. I think Dave, Dave Chappelle did the best white face. You know, he would like, he would put a bunch of white makeup on his face and just like crack, you know, he'd be like, hello, I'm, you know, he's, he's a top tier. I would never want to take that away from him, no matter how many white people got mad. But, you know, that's me. I understand history is a, you know, not everyone feels the same and I respect that. But when you go to a comedy club, it like, that's just not how it works. Like everybody's making fun of everyone and it, and it's better that way. Like you got an Indian guy making fun of every race. You got a white guy making fun of every race. You got a black guy talking about white people. You got a white guy talking about black people. It's a good time. You know, it's a good time to just let funny people be funny and just sit there and laugh or not laugh. I, I, I like it that way. Someone said Obama isn't black. He's half white Indonesian. Is that true? I have no idea. Someone said it's not a lie. They voted them in. Ask Anam. I don't, are you talking about Hamas now? I'm trying to talk about whiteface. You know, we're on to, we're on to more important topics. Like should white people dress up as Indians on Halloween? You know, this is, I'm just kidding. I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just trying to have a little bit of fun real quick. Um, why are people in the comments like yelling at each other about a topic 40 minutes ago? You guys don't have, to, you don't, you don't have to be so rude to each other. I just want to say like, I don't endorse. I see, I see like two people on Facebook yelling at each other. It's a Tuesday. All right. It's October 24th. Calm down. Don't let the divide and conquer take over your spirit. Don't, if you want to make a point, you know, be respectful, be logical about it. You don't got to be so you don't got to be so nasty to each other. We're talking about white face here. Okay. Um, appreciate you guys. Yeah. Justin Trudeau. I, I would ban him. I think Justin Trudeau should, should be outlawed from ever dressing up as another race. You know, I'm situational. I'm, I'm a hypocrite on this topic. It's like, I believe in freedom of expression for everyone except for Justin Trudeau. I'm like an, I'm an authoritarian against Justin Trudeau. Everyone else has freedom. So it's like, he should be banned from dressing up as an Indian or, or a black person because that that was just disrespectful. Trudeau, every day's every day's not play day. Okay, you got you got to lead your nation. But God bless you guys. Appreciate it. Have a beautiful day. God bless. Black beanies and blue beanies are available at DreamRare.com, and we got the best sweatshirts in the game. Check out if you need a sweatshirt. You want a God is great sweatshirt. You want to have a wholesome message and not yell at people on Facebook spark a conversation with somebody that loves the lord that loves god even if not you know you could you could pretend in your head it's the universe god is great by god i'm in universe okay that's cool too you can still wear it but check it out they're very comfortable sweatshirts and we have a limited edition they'll probably sell out by christmas at this rate but they might not i'll be honest they might not they might not sell out and then i'll have them in january and i'll be like we got to get rid of them no i'm just kidding but uh Check it out, dreamrare.com. And new episode on patreon.com slash rare talk as well. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, 
Stay blessed, long sleeve, God is great, long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. DreamRare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the DreamRare.com shop and Patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week. It's annoying. So I don't do it. Stayintouchwithme.com. It helps me take back some power away from big tech. Telegram t.me slash dreamrarechat or at dreamrarechat. Due to censorship, I post all my live stream and videos there. Sometimes I have some bonus content and I try to give people a heads up when Facebook or YouTube won't. Dreamrarechat at Telegram. My Instagram is at dreamrare. Thanks for everybody following there for shorter content. And dreamrarelinks.com. That's dreamrarelinks.com. Has all my stuff. My podcast on Spotify, Apple podcast, my music on Spotify and Apple, my Rumble page, my BitChute and Gab page. All my links are found at dreamrarelinks.com. Thanks for watching, folks. God bless you. You already know I'll be back with more content soon. Appreciate you.